safe side. Stick out the mandolin and the voice. The whole thing, really. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. Hey, Jordan. How's it going? Hey, buddy. It's good, man. How are you? That's good. Pretty good. Uh, a little bummed. We just put an offer on a house, and we were literally two hours away from getting the house, but some a-hole came in with, like, cash and, like, waved all the the restrictions and took it, it rain from all us. of your Dude, ass. that's the worst bro i, I can tell you like being in the housing market is such a fucking mm-hmm. roller coaster of emotions because like because of exactly that you like yeah. talk yourself into a house you're in love with the house you're certain that it's your destiny to get mm-hmm. it and then you just like have to wait you're not sure like maybe like intentions are rising and 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 then you just don't and then it's just like yeah wow well fuck right like it sucks i i know the feeling it's- it's frustrating. It hits Amber a little harder, um, but it's fu- it's it's the the most frustrating about this one is we beat everybody else. Like all the normal Joe schmoes could not get this house, and some idiot comes in with probably some drug flipper. dealer. It's some idiot. Yeah, it just c- comes in. <laughs> Jesse Pinkman. Some- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just lets the place to shoot up. <laughs> yeah. Buys it with cash. A double just bag. drops buys like it. two two canvas bags of hundreds on a table, and yeah. it's just like, all right, well. <laughs> You it sucks, but we'll keep going. We have a really great real estate, real estate agent. She does like really good job of figuring things out, telling us what, what's it worth, what's it not worth, that kind of stuff. So we'll plug her out. Who, what's her, what's her yeah. uh, company? What's her name? Her name is uh, Erica. I forget her last name. I'm probably yeah, not good at that. Great. I should look it up. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Erica, sticks. man. Great job. Uh, Erica, Erica, what's her name, dude? You're doing a great job. <laughs> you're you're killing memorable. it. I don't know her last name. I just know it's <laughs> Erica. She's got Harley Quinn tattoos right here. It's very oh, awesome. that's why she's a great real estate agent. She, she knows no, it's that. She's nestle right smart into your, your niche. She knows. I will say, too, I, we've though, had a... that uh, we put offers on houses and didn't get them, and then the one that we got, we in, we're like stoked that we – didn't get the first couple so that's good I'm it sounds sure tell amber it might be disappointing as shit now but the best is yet to come yeah it's definitely tough we took a we took a break from a, a little while because i had to spend a ton of money on my car but um i think we'll be fine i mean we're seeing more and more houses with better opportunities come up like the last one was better than the last one that kind of thing so right. um I, i'm okay and, and she's just it's frustrating because we're starting to really pack in this apartment and um you have to get the house to move to the next step, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've been patiently waiting for our lives to take that step, and now we're ready. So we just got to get the house, and then I can put my fucking statues up. Yeah. I'm so excited because I just want to put my comic book statues up. Yeah, hell yeah, hell better yeah. internet. I'm done well, with my Wi-Fi here. <laughs> yeah, don't even start on your Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm glad you're okay. I'm I'm pretty upset about it though. So hurry up and fucking find a house. I want you I'm trying. Put up some statues and connect to us. Statues. Uh, and who's already chimed in with his that 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 deep wisdom-filled voice? Uh, third host, <laughs> Zach Barlow. How you living, kid? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm uh, sitting on the edge of my bed here. In my new apartment, finally got my stuff this weekend. Some of Fucking them, so bachelor pad, bro. Yeah, I like your straight out of your straight camera. out of the college yeah. pad. Freshman year, man. <laughs> I got my computer currently on a igloo cooler, and my, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, 
my microphone on a bar stool and I'm sitting on the edge of my bed. So yeah, dude, that's the best. This is going to be a fire episode. Yeah. I can, like no back support. Who needs it? Let's go. Let's get yeah, it. Dude, that's, that's, that's old news, man. That's old. News. You don't need that. shit. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's great. You know, exciting things are happening. Phase two in Washington's hitting us this week. So 25% indoor uh, seating. Like let's, let's get back to somewhat normal. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Nice. I'm looking forward yeah. to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this episode I'm very excited to talk about actually episode four of WandaVision. Uh, we interrupt this program. Uh, and we are drinking something that JR picked up over the weekend. JR, what's the beverage breakdown today? Break it down again. The beverage breakdown is a Elysian Brewery with uh, Super Fuzz. Okay. Boom. Blood orange. Um, and we, the reason I got this one is uh, we do a vlog once a month. I did it with my buddy, my buddy Marcus. And he, we just picked some beers, and uh, we did a uh, super dust, space dust, uh, space, space dust, dust. Yeah. space dust uh, mixture today, and that vlog will be out soon enough. But I was like, I need to pick a beer um, specifically for the show, so I thought this one was really good. I actually really liked it. So if I you mix those two, it's called a fluff duster or something like that. That's a thing. The dust dust fluffer. Yeah, no, space dust and, black, uh, and the super fuzz. No yeah, way. Yeah, it's called. Um, yeah. Uh, a dust, uh, a fu- dust fuzzer or dust fuzz, dust fuzz. They yeah, mix something the two like names that. together. It's delicious. Yeah, though, I, yeah, we said it earlier today, so it's it'll be in the vlog. It's actually really good. It actually kind of blends really well together. So um, I thought that'd be great for our show. Is the super fuzz because it was one that I like better. I don't, you know, space dust is pretty famous, but it's, it's a little hoppy. My, space dust is hoppy. probably on the top of the list of like, hey Zach, what beers would Jr. hate? I think I'd be like it's like top close. three of my guesses yeah. would probably be probably be Space Dust would be in that list. I drink yeah. less. Uh, yeah. If I, I remember correctly, when we were anything. sitting on your porch brainstorming about this podcast way back in the day, we were drinking Space Dust and JR had a sip. It was like, yeah, it tastes like sour grass or some shit. Sour. Breaking up. like sour buttholes. <laughs> sour buttholes, even better. Yeah. Are you going to crack that baby open give her a sip? Let's do it. Let's do our uh, beverage breakdown today. Mm. Oh yeah, Ooh. that's so good. I totally tired. We did our uh, pro, our um, Hop Geeks did their promotional video audio last week, and I listened to that many times. And um, right in the beginning of that, there um, you just hear the the beer crack open. I'm not sure if if Mash did that on purpose, but oh, I'm sure. Uh, it was pretty. Mash pretty Mash has no accidents. Yeah, everything is <laughs> everything planned. is everything planned. he does is on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for better or worse. All right, so this is a uh, uh, <laughs> for a lot of worse. I think he's a great guy though. Well, the best. Um, all right, so this is a pale ale. Uh, I guess there's a ranking for style. It's one thousand nine hundred nine hundred eighty four out of I have no idea. Um, AVP of uh, six point four percent. Um, it's a, let's see, it's from Elysian Brewery out of Washington, United States. There's not, obviously we've talked many times about this brewery, uh, style is a blood orange pale ale. Uh, it is a mind bending world of aromas and flavors of blood orange and Northwest hops. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, orange peel added to the whirlpool and blood orange in the fermenter. 
hops bitter with German Northern Brewery and Cascade hops finished with a citra of Amarillo. Did I say that right? And it Amarillo. is uh, Amarillo. Amarillo. That sounds weird. Um, so I'm going to go for it. Give it a nice. It's a big can, too. That's getting crushed. I like it where I can't put my fist all the way around, my hand all the way around it. That's, That's what she said. Can. <laughs> I was gonna say, dude, Jordan, just walk away, man. Don't take that. <laughs> no, don't I, take that. I, babe, like bro. That's too I have easy. to take the little hanging it. fruit. It's <laughs> so Ooh. easy, dog. I need that fruit. I'm a starving college kid now. I, I need love that it. Fruit. I need <laughs> he's, like, it. he's like a 30 year old starving college kid. That's exactly <laughs> what I am. <laughs> um, oh, it's got. A, I mean, it's got a great taste. I, it's not. It's not that bitter. It goes down smoothly. Again, I, I think we've always gauged things how we with our food, and this would be a great with a cheeseburger as well cheeseburger and fries oh yeah oh yeah that's that's a sessionable one. Oh yeah it's got a great and it's been chilled chilled to perfection so um, chilled to perfection it's chilled no Do i mean no frosty the blood glass, orange but... is, is the orange like prominent as prominent as it sounds like it would be no it's actually not it tastes <laughs> no. just like regular regular actually like beer or something it's not like it's I don't taste the orange peels at all. I don't you know I don't taste you know the citrus. Um, it's just the, it's not quite like a light beer, but it's, it's like right above that I guess. But it's pretty good because I can drink it, so I'm happy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's That's a beer JR likes. <clears throat> yeah. Five stars. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so, for that beverage breakdown, Jr. And then to talk about episode four of WandaVision, we have Zach doing our sixty-second synopsis today. So, without further ado, let's get <laughs> the stopwatch going. Let's do it. On your marks, get set. Are you ready? Yep. Go. Nothing is real. Stop the clock. All right. Stop the clock. That was the synopsis. I did. It's 3.5 <laughs> seconds. Is that your synopsis of the fucking whole show? <laughs> Nothing's real? All right. No, no, no. Okay, let's do it again. God, I mean, it's not a bad synopsis. All right, on your mark. I've <laughs> been thinking about Get that set. all day. God damn it. Go. <laughs> okay. So, um, our episode is basically giving us a ton of answers that we had uh, in the previous three episodes. It starts off with uh, Monica Rambo, who uh, got snapped away by Thanos. It's uh, her coming back after Iron Man snaps everybody back, which is a super interesting scene because we never get to see like the normal person like coming back from where they got snapped away. But anyway, she comes back. She's asking about her mom. She had been snapped away for like three years. Her mom died while she was away. She's like, "What the fuck is going on?" She's trying to figure out like what's happening. So she ends up like replugging in with Sword, who is the Science Weapon Observation and Response Division, and they're fucking looking at this missing town that wanda has basically just like fucking snapped away herself because she's super sad and so they're doing all these like science stuff and military stuff and they're sending people in doing experiments and this accounts for the uh helicopter that we saw that actually was a drone it accounts for the weird beekeeper we saw who is actually like some fucking wanda town astronaut and it accounts for uh her herself who gets uh sucked into the town and she's like having the sword pendant on her neck and she calls out uh fucking not thanos but 
Ultron and Wanda realizes like, oh, you're from, you're not from around here. You're actually invading. And then we realize that Wanda is aware that she's like doing this wild shit and she can't have uh, people invading her space. And so she kind of like magic beams her like all to death basically, but she survives because this is Marvel. And then she says, <laughs> it's Wanda. It's been Wanda the whole time. So what we realize is that Wanda is super sad about it. She took a town away from people. She's trying to keep Vision alive through this, like, fake bubble life. Also, we went to the 70s, which was kind of cool. And um, nothing is real. All right. A minute and 48 awesome. seconds. So not 48? Even close. Fuck, you should have stopped me at 60. <laughs> I'm just going to stop All you right. mid-synopsis. The people need to hear. Damn. That was a good synopsis. Good job. That was a great I felt synopsis. like from beginning to end. Good job. I have so yeah, much you don't get like a gold adrenaline. star, but you get a you get a thumbs up. I thought I was mo- yeah. I thought I was moving at the speed of sound. I find out that I'm a <laughs> damn near a minute over my fucking deadline. Like, I mean, shit. I did three episodes in sixty seconds last time, but you know that's uh, well. My first syn- synopsis was three point five seconds, so like let the let the record reflect that. So if you average out the two, then yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm saying you're maybe <laughs> right there in the sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was the episode that we were kind of calling for, right? I mean, we we were we had we had some pretty positive reviews on the last episode, breaking down the intro. I mean, it was kind of just okay, but I think we all wanted a little bit more of the behind the scenes, and that's exactly what we got. Um, Jr., what what thoughts did you have after this episode? Uh, there were some obviously some questions answered, and there were some things that I think a lot of people got wrong. Um, one thing I do feel is Marvel is and Disney is toying with us. And I'm very offended and Ooh. because they are literally throwing every kind of little secret like, hey, this could be a event like this number could mean it's Avengers 181 or, you know, it's like, I mean, you literally have to stop, play, stop, play, stop, play, slow-mo, rewatch it, slow and go back and try and catch all these things. And um, I'm enjoying the show because that's awesome. But I'm also like you bastards, like, you know how to tug at our heartstrings here because they have yeah. so many Easter eggs in, in, in every so episode. many little things. And like, you literally have to be the deepest comic book writer or reader to like get any of some of these references. I mean, they, they're literally throwing out comic book numbers, Avenger comic book numbers. And I'm like, I was talking to my friend about it today and I'm like, man, you've got to like either have been a- alive when those books have come out. Mm-hmm. Or you've got to be the biggest, stinkiest geek on this planet to, like, understand half of that stuff that's coming out. Why you out. guys stink? Why you got to be a stinky geek? Can't just be a... Because stinky geeks don't leave their, like, houses at all. They read 24-7, buy comics, come back home, don't cut their hair, don't take a shower. I don't know. It doesn't like sound like bathe. a terrible life to me. I mean... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no responsibility. Bathe, <laughs> no, they don't... Pay. If, you, you, if you've been to Comic-Con... You smelled them. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Comic Con should have, a have its own funk. scented candle, just like the Comic Con main yeah. floor. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it, has a, it, has it, it has a certain it has a certain distinct funk to it. Sweat, yeah. which I miss, which is weird. But here we are. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, here we are. Seriously. Um, yeah, but yeah. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's I become more of like a scavenger it. hunt, but it's kind of cool because. I feel like you don't need to know that stuff to enjoy the actual show. No. But there's another layer of it for the super geeks that really want to dig in and get every little detail. And then there's a surface mm-hmm. level where you can just ride through and be comfortable. And I feel like we're kind of in the middle of that. I feel like me and Zach are more more closer to the surface. JR, you're right down at the bottom with the smelly geeks just no, rolling I'm around. No, I'm above the smelly geeks. Rolling around in the dirt, just not 
Mm, I don't know if I'm the stinky kind. I I have to get a lot of advice sometimes. (laughs) Um, Definitely not. I'm like, I'm right in the cool geek area, I think, you know. That's like being the tallest midget, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm still the tallest person in the room, in the full uh, room full of little people. So I don't know what What to tell you. You dominate. No, we're all geeks here. Geeks rule the world. Geeks fucking cool now. I wish I was more of a geek. I'm just too athletic to not be kind of jock. So that's exactly why GameStop is where it's at because the uh, executive of Chewy. You want to talk about GameStop right now? Are we going to go into this right now? Am I on the right podcast? Because I could go in on GameStop right now. Literally, the Chewy, the CEOs of Chewy, literally bought out GameStop and, and crashed the market <laughs> just because they bought billions of of uh, stock at like what was it like nine dollars? Yeah, Reddit you took know? over, dude. Reddit, yeah, Reddit. So I do feel, I do feel that you're people. right. Mm. Yeah, I do. Feel Bernie that got the, in on that, the, by the way. He put in twelve G's or something like that and, and put away a eight in a day. I have a homie. No, too. I did not get in on it. Yeah, did not know. It's too late now, I, but like I, I have a drop of that on it. Nah, yeah, it's bastards. Yeah, you might do a little bit on an AMC, but nothing, nothing like you know. You might make a couple hundred bucks or something. <laughs> just but. reigniting dead companies to get to beat yeah, the market. Yeah, let's just do it's it. Amazing. <laughs> I love, I love how we play games here. I, I know, dude. It. It's like where's Furby at? Is Furby still got a stock? Let's buy into the Furby know. stock. Let's Bring just that buy shit it back. <laughs> uh, um. Zach, what were your thoughts after this episode? I feel like you were kind of excited about the first three. So was this more towards the direction you were hoping it would head in? No, I, I, I mean, so I think the show is entertaining. Like every episode, I'm like, I'm still surprised at how entertained I am. Like I kind of, I thought it was going to be, I was going to like it a lot less. But this episode pretty much confirmed like everything that we thought it was in our last episode and that's kind of disappointing to me because there was no like curveballs or things we didn't see coming or surprises i think for for any of us really like we all pretty much outlined what episode four was going to be and then i watched episode four and we were right and so that's cool for our i guess credibility but it's just like come on like every like everybody and their mom expected this to be that and so, yeah. you know, it's, to me, it just feels like maybe there's some curves coming that we, that we can't see at this point. But I don't know. I, I watched the episode and I'm just like, damn, like, that's wild that they just straight up. This was the most telegraphed kind of situation I've seen in a while. Like, I, I just everybody knew. Yeah. So I'm kind of disappointed. OK, that's fair. I think that, yeah, we definitely called our shot and we, we, we kind of struck struck home with it being a bubble created by Wanda to separate herself from tragedy and, you know, sword trying to interfere and uh, Monica Rambeau being that, that one person that got in from the inside. It was cool to see it from the outside. I really liked, you know, the whole, like you had to get an old school TV just to view it. And it's like literally just a sitcom episodes. Yeah. Like, I think and that's, I like that's... how that one girl was like starting to get into the sitcom too. Like, she was, like <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was like liking it. Like that was kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I, I agree with you. I think that it was um, just basically, I feel like the first three episodes were kind of just like a little teaser, and then this was the first episode of the actual show. Like, this is where it's going to get start seeing what's happening both inside and outside. Um, but it was pretty much laid out exactly how we thought it would be. So, yeah, not the most creative. JR, you said that there was uh, a lot of teasing going on, and we were being toyed with. What do you mean exactly by that? 
besides is it just the Easter eggs that are everywhere or was there a twist that you were um, expecting? There's a I, I don't know if there was a twist that wasn't expecting. Um I obviously were seeing a lot of characters from out you know, this I guess you would call them B characters in the Marvel universe, you know. Uh we're seeing Darcy, which is the chick with the you know, from Thor and mm-hmm. um we're seeing uh Randall Park's character from you know, he played um the FBI, James Woo? Uh, is it Wong? James Wu. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. From uh, Ant-Man. Jimmy Woo. Jimmy mm-hmm. Woo. Um, I mean, there's like a lot of little cool things just besides Easter eggs, but I, I think there's... I don't know. It's kind of... Um, I was going along the lines of... of House of M, where everything was... You know, Wanda had kind of a mental breakdown, and you kind of see that for the most part, but there's this one moment where she's just... Her face seems distorted right at the end when she throws uh, uh, Monica... Um, Rambo right through the walls and she just seems terrified right then and there. And so you think that, that she's me, not doing this? Like she's like a prisoner or something? I don't know. I I was, you know, convinced and I'll be honest, even after I saw that, but then you do a little bit of research and you're looking and you're like, she had a really like scared look on her face. And um, Yeah, but I think Sorry. I don't know. I just feel like there's a little bit of, of, of a little bit of a twist coming and maybe we they're just gonna I don't know, I don't know. I that's the only thing that kinda that kinda threw me off was that little bit of her distress face instead of she turned evil for like almost a second, right? Like you saw her be like, This is my fucking house and then yeah. all of a sudden when she did this, her face was like, Wait, something's weird. It does like, seem too off. almost it seems like too obvious. Yeah. Like that like that's the one thing. What like oh big reveal, it's actually uh, Wanda, that's been doing this. I feel it like is it's the house like, of M. Woohoo! Yeah, everybody knew that. I don't know. Like, so yeah. either you're garbage at your job, or you're trying to set us up for like, like, oh, you guys got it, and then throw something behind it that we that we didn't see. Yeah, yeah everything I'm seeing online, they're like, it's not House of M. Stop saying it's House of M. Like they're saying that like people are assuming that's the case, but it's not the case. Um, well, now they're saying that because of the next episode. But before that, they were all saying it's the House of M. So, I mean, because she I've has the mental while, breakdown. But... Yeah. I haven't seen any. I, I've seen only House of M. She has the twins. She has this breakdown. I think How the hell does Vision make her pregnant? So she generated that with her, yeah. her magic. Her and, and I actually have a little bit of – I touched on that a little bit in the Easter egg hunt oh, okay. about some, some theories there. But I think – I think she's afraid because I think that she checks out her brain and just goes into this fantasy land. And then when she Ultron triggered her, she got brought back into reality and she freaked out and shot her and then realized her what she did. And then she snapped back into her little safety bubble. So I, I don't know if it was that she's being tricked with or controlled. I think that she's doing it to herself. I think she's setting up mental blockades to herself and then certain trigger words like Ultron – break through that blockade and then she realizes what she's doing and she saw vision you know with his head crumpled and like loss of color and she like had to snap back and rewind to control it so i, I feel like she's kind of losing control of her safety net and that's what and then when she reacts she reacts aggressively and that's what she's worried about but who knows <clears throat> um let's go through some easter eggs here so this is a lot of theory obviously um the ones i wrote down were mostly I mean, there's some details that actually happen, and then a lot of things that kind of strand off of it. So, 
First things first, Monica Rambeau is the daughter of Maria Rambeau, who we don't see in this, but she was the close friend of Carol Danvers in Captain Marvel. And Monica was the little girl that helped design Captain Marvel's uniform in that movie. You do see her picture when uh, she when Monica walks into S.W.O.R.D. and her yes. picture was off. Yes. Yes. So you do see her picture there. Yeah. That's correct. And she was a big um, <clears throat> part of S.W.O.R.D.'s or- origin, and they, they – uh, even debate that she might have been the one that created Sword. So she definitely had a huge impact in that. Um, speaking of Sword, the colors for Sword's logo are blue, black, and white. And they mentioned briefly while they're talking that there's an astronaut training program program currently going on, and it's not going very well. So a lot of people are assuming that the color scheme and the astronaut training program is a nod to the Fantastic Four coming in the future. Interesting. Oh. Which would be very cool. Nice. Um, Agent Wu, when he pulled out his card, he did it with like a little bit of quick magic, um, and that's oh, a yeah. nod to his character from Ant Man and Wasp because he did a lot of close up magic in that. So that was like a yeah. continuation. He's trying to learn what uh, Scott was trying to do, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so this was my favorite part. So Agnes, uh, Catherine Hahn's character, that is the the neighbor that's got a little bit of humor to her, and she's always complaining Dude, about she's her husband. The fucking best. She's so funny. So she uh, is, this is, hasn't been proven yet, but this is pretty much set in stone. I think she is Agatha Harkness from the comics. And Agatha Harkness was one of the original witches from Salem who ended up being the Scarlet Witch's mentor in witchcraft. What? So, right. and there's, if you look in the trailer of WandaVision, <clears throat> it shows Agnes wearing a witch hat in the car, which we haven't seen yet. But that, that is probably leading towards that. And that's really exciting for multiple reasons, but the biggest reason, I think, is that Agatha Harkness has ties with Mephisto. And with Mephisto, there's ties with Mephisto and obviously Scarlet Witch. And um, people are speculating that Ralph, the husband she complains about a lot, is actually Mephisto's character. And we haven't seen him yet, but they think that there's a tie there. And um, there's a line where Bev, the neighbor, mentions the devil's in the details, and Agnes looks at her straight face and says, that's not the only place he is. So they're assuming that essentially ralph is the devil he's gonna be coming out and that theory would really make sense because uh in the comic lore 1985's vision in the scarlet witch volume two wanda creates two twin boys named billy and tommy from fragments of mephisto so that's how her Mm. her twins were established and then mephisto comes and reabsorbs his fragments and destroys her kids and agnes or agatha at that time wipes wanda's memory so she doesn't even remember ever having kids so whoa that could get dark and if that does happen i mean we have the kids now we have agnes we just need to see mephisto come to fruition but if that's the the way they go that would be really cool and that really makes sense for the future of the of the mcu because mephisto is a huge antagonist for dr strange and wanda has already been um confirmed for the dr strange movie coming up um so Uh, it all kind of which is yeah uh, it all kind of lines up for that. So that's what I'm hoping happens. Um, but that's also all inside this bubble. Like we're we're now outside looking in. So there's there's so many opportunity, so much opportunity for what could be happening coming forward. Um, but I'm really hoping that the Mephisto storyline comes to be prominent. Who would play Mephisto? Is... Adam I don't Scott. Know. Adam Scott. That is a very interesting um, storyline because there is a storyline where Mephisto gets in involved with amazing spider-man like really deep where he actually changes the course for him um in fact to where um spider-man's identity is everybody knows it everybody who um uh like 
knows that he's you know Peter Parker Spider Man. He actually changes that to even Mary Jane doesn't know he's Spider Man, hmm. uh, Mephisto. So which is kind this of is all the tricky bitch. I hate. I actually really that hate his character, but bitch. Um, Dude, that like also that kind of leads in together with the multiverse and you know him being involved. I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. so I guess I could change all these. You know. I guess paths that are coming in. It seems like every so. theory that comes in regarding WandaVision is um kind of predicated on the fact that like the show is going to be the jumping point for f- the entire phase. Like mm-hmm. whatever comes like this is going to be linked to whatever comes next for this entire phase of MCU. Do you do you guys agree like that this is the show that's going to set it up? I I do. There it's leading to a lot of things. I I heard that they were going to make – I didn't know this, but they're going to make a, a Captain Marvel number two. And actually, Monica Rambeau turns into the second Captain Marvel at some point. Oh, really? In the Avengers. Yeah, yes. she has so she has powers. She she goes by Photon. She has a bunch of surnames. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think this is the platform for something bigger for Phase 4, obviously, we're going to see. Hmm. I just don't want to see there be – I know it's great to have an antagonist, but we're gonna. Is it Mephisto going to be like Thanos? Like, it would be kind of boring. I doubt know? it. I th- I think yeah. they've got to they've got to come come more creative than that. What if Wanda becomes the antagonist? That'd be cool. I would dig that. Like, Man, but it's like a slow turn. Like, it's not like a you know all of a sudden she's evil. It's like other movies and episodes have to deal with her. Like, she's like Anakin. Out. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, like we get cool. to watch the turn. That'd be tight. Yeah, I'd be down. I could dig that. I don't think like introducing a new like here's Mephisto. He's all powerful. Oh no! Like enjoy the next three years of Mephisto here. Like I don't. <laughs> and think he that's wants the, the Infinity way. Stones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like that, that would be a mistake. They've got to. They've got to find a way uh, to to uh, change their shape in in a way in yeah. that sense. Yeah, and Mephisto can do a lot of fucking with your head, so he can make a lot of good guys bad. That would be kind of cool. And maybe Scarlet's the ultimate throughout, but there could be little twists and turns here and there that would force people to fight each other, which is always fun. That's why Civil War was so good. Yeah, he's definitely annoying. You definitely don't want to, like... I I was reading a a Jim Butcher book, The Dresden Files, and he's talking about how you, you you don't want to take anything from, like, a fairy... Right, because they'll give you if you take even like a drink of water, you owe them something, and mm-hmm. that's how exactly how Mephisto. That's why I hate him so much because you you make a deal with him. There's always some kind of big picture that he's looking, which oh, yeah. is frustrating. It's like the monkey paw. But, There's always a catch. Yeah, yeah nothing's annoying. nothing's ever good enough. Um. All right. Cool. Well, so I think we're all kind of in the same boat. We I think that it was it was cool to finally see this. We did see it coming, but moving forward, we're excited about what's coming. Um. So. I do want to talk a little bit of expanse with you guys because I have binged season four and five this past week. So I am <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, before we get to that, you know, let's take a quick commercial break. What comes to mind when you think of horror? You think of abandoned graveyards, rotting houses sinking into the earth, the dead rising from the graves. My name is Anthony Gamoya. And ever since I was a young boy, at the age of four or three, I've been obsessed with monsters, ghouls, goblins, horror, scariness, whatever, what you name it, I've seen it, and I love it. 
The horror genre draws us in for many different reasons. Some of us like to be scared, others find some sense of catharsis in the fear and destruction of sanctity and society and conformity. Other people just like to see really cool monsters ripping people apart, and that's all valid. So this podcast is an exploration of the genre. I've rounded up several different people. Writers, artists, enthusiasts, personalities, critics, professors, editors. To get them all together into this little project of mine. Every episode, I will be interviewing two different people. Asking them about a movie that they love. Be it a film that scares them. A film that means something to them. A film that just sticks out in memory. And I'm going to ask them about how they feel about it. What they think about it. What they love about it. What they don't like about it. And in this mission, I suppose you can call it, I'm going to find out why so many people love horror. I'm going to cut to the core of the horror fandom. So please join me on this little excursion, a little voyage, a little dive into the core of our collective passion. Welcome to the Pumpkin Core Horror Movie Podcast. And we're back, and we are going to talk some Expanse, because Zach and JR have been all up on it, and I finally got the bug, and I'm into it. But I do have questions. There's a lot There's a lot of storylines going on in the show, and there's things I might have missed in the earlier seasons. Um, but I'm all the way caught up in Season 5 now. Zach is not quite. So we'll talk about Season 4, where we think will happen in Season 5. And JR is going to start off with some facts, because he started reading the books, which is going to give us a lot of insight into what we might have missed. JR, what you got for us? All right, so we've been kind of having this debate between the three of us about uh, GOT, Games of Thrones, and Expanse. I haven't actually read or watched anything GOT, but I think the the real the real I had a realization when I was doing some info on the authors about this is there's two authors for uh, Expanse, and one of them was an assistant to George R. R. Martin. No fucking way. And so no shit. No fucking way. No shit. What? No and way. So, what? Um, that's crazy. Game of I know. In space. That's what I thought. And that's what I was like. This is why I think we make the connection so well, um, because they're they're such grand writers, I think. And there's a team of them. So James S. A. Corey is actually two writers. Um, sorry, I was not prepared. This is an impromptu expanse thing we're doing i'm so excited i'm like mm, hey, I actually <laughs> me and jr um, been on expanse forever yeah so um james s.a Corey. if you go to the back of the book james s.a Corey is the pen name of fantasy author daniel abraham and ty frank uh and george rr R. martin's assistant um the wow s.a wow. <laughs> so basically um uh, i think uh i think like James and Corey are their middle names, and S.A. is, um, I think it's Ty's, no, it's Daniel's daughter's initials. So, wow. and that's what I, I thought it was pretty amazing, because we've been talking about Games of Thrones. I'm actually going to, once I finish Expanse, I'm going to start reading Games of Thrones and watching it, because they're connected. What a and connection, though. That's crazy, because, like, we it definitely is. were just, basically made the argument that Expanse is Game of Thrones in space, and... Yeah. I feel like a lot of people make that argument, and I had no idea that it was like actually connected that deeply. But I mean, that's like a real, a real connection yeah. there. Like that's it's obviously very inspired by George R. Yes. R. Martin. That's crazy. Yeah. Whoa. So what a it's cut. exciting stuff. Damn. What a cut. I mean, we're a little bit behind the game. This was like ten years ago. This first book came out. There's eight books right now. 
um, all about 500 pages, but I'm whipping through these like they're comic books. So <laughs> I'm having a yeah. good time. Hell yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, I, I was almost going to say Game of Thrones or Expanse, but I feel like maybe we should not have that JR hasn't seen little. Game of Thrones yet, and, and I'm yeah. all on Game of Thrones side, so just be us arguing and JR would. JR's <laughs> going to be the. JR has to finish the books and, and then, then finish the books of Game of Thrones, or at least watch it, and then we can have that final discussion. He's going to be the tiebreaker. Um, I do want to talk about the characters though, because we are getting into this argument and then we were comparing character for character, Game of Thrones versus Expanse. And, and, uh, obviously, I mean, Amos is legend. I think that we can all agree. Actually, I don't think JR likes Amos, but me and Zach think Amos is the goat in Mm -hmm. the Expanse. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it gets interesting from there because I think we all differ on opinions. I know you guys are high up on Naomi, uh, who I was as well. I'm not going to lie. I think Amos, I think, I think Amos is, is. Like if you had to, if you if you're like Zach, who is the dopest crew member? I'd be like Naomi, hands down. And then who's the second okay. dopest? It'd be Amos. Okay. Because Amos, because Amos is one dimensional, but Naomi is like all encompassing. I feel like she's like a difference maker. Like if if I had to pick a crew and like that crew is like standing on a wall and it was like kickball styles, Captain One, Captain Two, and you had to like choose who's gonna be on your ship for a life or death situation. I feel like Naomi's like my number one pick for sure. So you're saying that she's the best character or she is the most uh like important to like survive on a ship because I feel like that's not, that's different. Both. Okay. Both. So I think that Amos started off sing like one dimensional and I think that Naomi started off fucking super dope and showcased like what she's capable of. And then as the show has gone on, I feel like they're kind of swapping. Not not to say Naomi's one dimensional. I'm not saying that, but just my enjoyment of their characters i think amos has really broadened his his character's ability with his you know he's showing heart he's going back home uh don't don't get too deep in season five man i'm not i'm not i'm not sorry but even in uh season four when they're on that planet like and he's going blind and he's just a he's just going savage mode like that was really cool that that kind of leans in i guess he really shows his his uh you know variety uh in season five but naomi season four obviously she tried to be able to go onto the planet and she couldn't because she's a belter correct she takes a step back yeah because she's a belter. Uh, yeah. so she got she, she couldn't handle, handle the gravity she, can't ha- she tried she can't to handle the, constant gravity yeah so yeah. she was constantly just weak and trying to like fight through it and, and you know that's you know a necessary piece to the puzzle so i'm not not hating on her for that it's just kind of like eh, i'm not not stoked on her storyline this this season in season five i'm not going to get into it as, as me either but i feel like it continues off of that um and gets even worse uh from a i don't know she's she's doing better for me in season five but i just feel like her character got way dumbed down in season four and i'm not saying that it wasn't necessary for the storyline i just feel like when it comes to interesting characters i wasn't interested and i would rather watch amos um, I would even watch Holden's character more in season four than I would watch Naomi, um, just because of what he was going up against. I mean, the God, whole, I everything Holden. he had to fight on that planet. I hate Holden. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. Hate He's Holden so much. Super dramatic. Like, oh super dramatic. my God. But I do I like, like Alex's character. Would be the as last well. pick. He's he like, the captain he of the Rossi to me, for real. Like, if it was like, all right, rank him. Holden is the last guy, and he's the fucking captain. That's dumb. He's such she's such a bitch. I agree. But, I, and I, I just think season four specifically standalone. I liked Am, uh, Holden's story more than I liked Naomi's story, which is fair. I mean, she was just struggling the whole time. She kind of she kind of just wasn't even in that season. I get. I mean, yeah. I he, I hear you. But like, we got to talk about the collection of work. We can't just like 
sit into one season and be like, this is why this character's trash. Like, we also have to take season one, season two into account. I honestly put seasons, Alex ahead of Naomi to piss you off. I think she's obviously the number two character. Like, Alex bro, isn't cooler When you did Naomi. that, I was what? like, are you high? Are you fucking high, dude? Like, what the fuck? But No, no, for sure. I mean, I Naomi's like Alex, too. Dope. Like, I also like Alex. But I also think we could, like, even expand the conversation. Like, we could talk about Avasalara, or we could talk about Gunny, who I feel like is... They're pretty sick ass characters. Like I actually think that uh, Gunny, Billy's a really great great character. I think Which Gunny and Gunny? Amos in a fight in a fight to the death. Uh, oh, Bonnie Gun- or what? What's what's her name? I thought uh, her name was Billy. 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 But they Billy. they call her yeah. Gunny. Billy. Uh, okay. Because yeah, she's Billy's, a marine. So Billy's my least favorite character besides Holden. I think her she whole. Badass. I think she's so fucking just. What was me? Pity party, and then she does pity some cool badass stuff, but she just pity complains. party. She doesn't yeah, cry about anything. Oh, like, wh- oh, yeah, she, give me an example. She doesn't cry about it. She broods, and she she like, oh, I got kicked off for the. Bro, that's your style. You love thing. brood. You love the brooder. Not when there's like pity involved. Like I like the Amos brooding where he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's just gonna go take some shots, bang out some captain cadet from the other team, and then just go kill some people. Like that's Amos. Like <laughs> Billy's gonna go through all this drama about it and have to pick sides and she has a roommate and she's trying to take care of the kid and show him that he he can do better and then she gets into the drug dealing team and she's like rebelling because she was people that she was raised by don't like her anymore and she's not wanted so now she's up here i don't know i didn't like it that much but i get what you're saying and this is this is my just really petty opinion so i I don't think that that is how everybody there is a um uh, Billy's not quite yet. I'm not in the books yet, but for Amos, there, Amos, there is a like a little bit of a depth like into his psyche, and oh, um, oh, and they talk about it when Prot- Protogen is uh, working on the proto molecule and trying to you know do all their testing and everything, and they uh, they go and attack a Holden and you know a, a team of of Belters with Miller. And Amos, you know, they all go attack the the Phoebe asteroid that they're on, mm-hmm. you know, their, their office, their little office. And Protogen actually, um, they had their workers. They actually had them classified as they were technically psychopaths to get the work done to do to be able to develop to develop the the proto molecule. Mm-hmm. And Amos actually talks about he's like, if I wasn't with probably you guys or I didn't have, he goes, I would probably fit well here. <laughs> and when when they say psychopaths, I mean like serial killers. Like you throw a fork at them, and they're just like, and then keep going. Or like you know they'll throw a hot, like they were getting shot, and it was like nothing because they didn't understand. They don't have like empathy or pity, like it at, just at all. It just no concern at that. all. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I didn't weren't with you guys, I would fit well here. And I was like, I could see that. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. he is a psychopath. Like he is yeah, psychotic. And explain, yeah. Just that one little scene because they they don't really talk about Amos that much. I mean, he's in the book, but he is a side character in season one, just like he is in the book. And that was like the first like into his psyche, and I was like, bro, that's that's badass. So, yeah. I mean, I love Amos. Like, I, th- there's no, I do. like, I think that he's probably the most popular character in the show. Like, I think that I'm probably I probably have an unpopular opinion in 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 yeah. picking Naomi over him. I can see though. I can see your logic with it because I mean he's got a lot of aspects of a superhero, but he's almost anti-villain as well yeah. at times. And he like and he's strong. He kind of like looks like he like Naomi is basically like his boss. Like he doesn't give a yeah. fuck about Holden. 
he's just like you know whatever like he only follows holden because naomi basically tells him yeah to follow Holden. i feel like that changes though like throughout it does the change. season four it changes in the book too it changes where he starts calling him cap and he starts listening to he him starts more getting more. respect Fuck he yeah. does at the it, it does. In the beginning of the book, too, I mean, he talks about, hey, if she asks me to shoot you, I'll fucking shoot you. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, he, and, um, but, he, you know, they start to, to, to be, I think all of them be, start a bond and they start finding out their strengths. And Naomi's strength in the book is just as strong as in the show, too. I mean, her ability to, um, she's just the smartest under- one. She's smart as yeah. shit, dude. She's just the smartest one. I mean, they were talking about, you're going to how- get so hard in season five. Zach, by the way, yeah, she she shows what she's capable of. It's fucking dope. Really, it's pretty amazing. She's yeah. also a good fighter it. too, and I feel like she's also uh, uh, in space, and I feel like she's also uh, uh, like fearless. Like I remember one episode; it might have been season three, where uh, it was the episode when like everybody was trying to crowd into uh, that one ship. There was like one ship that was leaving. It might have been Aos, the asteroid, after like the protogen had had exploded. Do you guys remember yeah. this this scene? Yes. And Na- they were Na- trying to get off, yeah. Yeah, and Naomi was about to just like let people on and all this shit and like she like earned the respect of like the big guys of the crowd to like handle the crowd and it's just like she's a fucking savage. Like I just feel like she's if like life's on the line, I think that you you give Naomi the keys. Like you're just like it's like if if, if there's a 3 point second clock and you got the ball and you're like, "All right, who's taking this shot?" In my opinion, it's like Naomi every time. Like it's like, okay, give the ball to our best player and let's see if she can figure this out. And I feel like Holden takes the shot often and I just feel like he doesn't have as many intangible benefits to the group as Naomi does and and so it I think that might lead to a little bit of my beef with Holden. Like I, I really feel like he doesn't I feel like bring she can a do lot. better. Yeah. I think she should be the captain. I fucking think she should be the captain, absolutely. But I also so feel I, like that was like a my opinion has softened. Like I still feel like I'm I I I live on that hill, but I I'm not necessarily willing to die on that hill as much as I was because since then I think I've like thought about it and I I have also started reading the books and I think that Holden's strength is his like empathy. Like I feel like his biggest like strength is his like kind of ideals like his mm-hmm. like what he believes in and like his He's like sense of right or, yeah yeah his like sense of right and wrong and his like decisiveness too like he's just like this is what we're fucking doing and this is where we're gonna go and like the rest of the group is just like okay sure i really feel like outside of that he doesn't have a lot to be honest like i don't think he does and he i still seems think to be able to handle his captain, own but... in combat i mean he seems to fuck people up he's like... he's all right yeah. I would say he's not Amos. He's not Gunny. No, he definitely goes no. head in first, and he definitely isn't afraid. I mean, I I actually like Holden. I mean, but again, I like Captain America. And he was like, bold, he know. was brave as shit in season four. Like the shit he was doing yeah, for everybody. I totally, um, he's pretty. He's selfless there is, too. That's that's another one of his strengths. I feel like he's incredibly selfless. He, he thinks yeah. group yeah. first. Like he always. He thinks, like he always yeah. is thinking about the group instead of himself. I just yeah. wish everything I, wasn't so fucking epic when he talked about it. Like, you don't understand. It's just like this. He's and just like, an epic happens, guy. But he, can't can't happen. And it's like that's what I feel like is the big separator for me with this show and Game of Thrones. Is like Game of Thrones will have an epic conversation, but they'll be fucking like throwing little, little jokes and, and jabs at each other. Like, well, we're fucked, but you know this is the best thing that we can do. And there's it's like kind of like light humor 
in dark times that make it more realistic in the dialogue, like how people would actually talk. And and get and expanse and a lot of sci-fi shows do this. It just leans closer to a soap opera when they're having dialogue. It's like so epic and like life or death. And like there's very little reality in the conversation. It's more like scripted. And that's that's how I felt is the biggest dis- difference he, between the two. He is exactly like that in the book. I mean, uh, he is. They call him idealistic. And I think in the book, which we kind of don't have here in the show, is Miller counter. Um, perspective because in the in the books it's actually only the two titles throughout the whole and it's miller and holden and miller's right? dialogues f- phenomenal yeah i, I, like, I, I like, like miller talks. a lot it, thomas james yeah, I when, I fr- when i first yeah, yeah. saw season one i thought i was gonna hate the show because i was like what the fuck is this some fucking Punisher, space bro. detective shit dude like i thought so too i thought it was a space detective garbage thing. like i, I honestly didn't think hair, i was gonna like fedora. it and then i was, just, I was <laughs> yeah. just like bro that's just like the tip of the iceberg you couldn't even yeah you have no idea. Yeah, that's how I felt it, too at first. I was hesitant. You know that. And yeah. You, you guys it's, have just been so passionate about it. I had to dive into it's it. It's good and stuff. Two straight seasons I mean, in a week. So, um, we we didn't mention the best character actually, who was Marco, but we'll, we'll move on. So, uh, um, <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucking kidding. Marco's that idiot. Huh? I but, actually uh, okay okay but like let's can we take a second to talk about Marco yeah, yeah, without yeah. spoilers because this is imp- I know Marco's huge in season five <laughs> we're just gonna talk we're gonna take a step back from what actually happens in the story and we're just gonna talk about the character mm-hmm. Marco is a belter who has basically been oppressed been taken advantage of his whole life and the belter army what are they called the OPA the OPA is kind of siding with the planet side and not really, in his perspective, advancing Belter interests as best as they could. And Marco's ideology is that only through force can you establish yourself as a kind of equal in the planetary, you know, politics. Is he so crazy for thinking that? Like, is All he- I could you got to watch more because okay. I feel yeah. you've gotten the justification on why some of the things he's done already and you don't see some of the uh, um, his actions later on. And I think that will mm-hmm. sway – it swayed me to feel a different way about him other than just being him, him being the antagonist in this storyline. Like I feel like you definitely see more and more of a character that – I feel is annoying, but okay. I think he's great. I think he's such a good character. I you just like his uh his, <laughs> his jerry curls. You I know, love it's his like jerry he curls. got that Absolutely. that spray from the eighties. He's fucking greased up. Yeah, it looks fucking curly dope. hair. Kid looks good. No, I think and he that pops he up does, his collar. He does such a good job, like convincing. Like he's so manipulative. Like he I mean, is. I was bought into his, his his movement at first. Zach was. I mean, when when he's I mean, about to I get think killed, I, still by, am. I just uh, I basically just told you indirectly. Like I am still bought into Marcus. So. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're on board. You're bro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was Ghost Knife's name or whatever the guy that he could have uh, had him and then just like they he convinced everybody to not space him and then he just fucking goes and starts a terrorist group like he's got a very you know yeah he is naomi sees him for who he really is and you'll see how that works out yeah later on, but. we gotta 
we're touching the line of season five too. Right, right, right. So we're we'll stop it there. Literally, like it's like Jello. And we're like, let's just see if this. Yeah. We'll all right, stop I'm it out. There. But it gets it gets. We're really done good. recording. <laughs> that's all, folks. All right, you guys. I will see you season next week. Season five is really fucking good. But yeah, that's that's all the expanse talk we'll do. Uh, anything else you guys wanted to uh, chat about before we get off the mic? I'm good. Shout outs. Love you guys. All right. Yeah. Excited for uh, excited for the future of Wandavision and for the finale of Expanse because I'm assuming it's gonna be ten episodes. So the next episode, I'm assuming so. Less. I'm, I, I, Damn, I'm, I'm it's, about, I have yeah. I have five episodes to fucking to get into mm-hmm. this week. It's hard. It's, it's hard to not watch. I watch it as soon as I get up, like Wednesday. Just that's the first thing I start watching. I go to work, so uh, two different worlds. I work from home. I know you bastard. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I know Jr. wants to give a shout out to our uh, our boys over in Federal Way. Yes, every week we should do it. Action City, they've done um, a great job because I've been there. No, uh, because they're it's a great store. Uh, every Tuesday, live live acclaim show, so jump on there. Um, omnibuses, toys, um, whatever you need, I think, is a great – you get a great experience because you get every single aspect of a comic book experience mm-hmm. in Action City, not just one or two, so – um, I think this is going to be the last month they do uh, 50% off some of the back issues. They do have dollar books out there for uh, for sale, um, but you never know. I mean, Doug's always willing to, to appease his customers. Absolutely. So. And don't sell yourself short, JR. You are as well. I know Zach will just name a comic, and then JR will find it at Action City and get it to, to Zach's that's true. Zach's I hands. did get him his Batman. Yeah. He's a little so. comic scavenger. Yeah. Uh, so if there's something out there you're looking for, you can't find the stores or and just you know avoid the big the big uh, online retailers right now. S- support local businesses. Uh, just shoot Jr. a message. He'll he'll do it for you. He does it for everybody, right, Jr. Yeah, it's kind of part of what I do. <laughs> so you just send me send us an IG message. I'll see if I can find it for you. Um, order it. I'll mail it personally myself, so it'll have my musk right on there. That's and my favorite should be part good to go. of the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds musk. me of Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that kind of musk. That's, That's classic comedy right there. You see that? We start with a joke. We brought all the way oh, back. We did it. Bravo. Oh, we did it. Bravo. <laughs> oh man as always follow us on instagram and twitter at hop heroes pod uh tell your friends like and subscribe leave us some reviews uh and thank you so much for listening we'll catch you all next week peace see ya